Good morning, everyone. We're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. We pray that the message will be a blessing to you. We're taking our scripture this morning from the book of Luke, chapter 17, beginning in verse number 11. The Bible says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a certain village, we're talking about Jesus, of course, there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Where there are not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. I want you to start out, imagine these men as they come down with leprosy. It doesn't tell us when they had it. It doesn't tell us how far along it was now leprosy is a very real disease it's still something that we have today in a lot of countries thank god we don't have it in the united states that often because there is a cure today but at this time there was not a cure there was no known way to treat this and imagine these men as they had a little place come up maybe on their hand or something and they went and showed their wife and uh, it was kind of sore and they went to the priest and he he looked at it and uh, checked it and they went through the ritual, the proceedings mentioned in the book of Leviticus and he decided that they did indeed have leprosy. Imagine, imagine that man being told he had leprosy. This was the same as a death sentence. They would be sent away from their family. They wouldn't be allowed to go back and tell them goodbye. They would be sent to a place to be quarantine to be kept separate from the people and slowly their body would start to die their flesh would start to rot we know today it was a bacteria that was working on them and their their fingers would start to fall off and you know it would eat at her eyes and it was a horrible horrible disease well imagine here we have 10 men they're all lepers and the bible tells us one of them was a samaritan and Normally, the Jewish people wouldn't have anything to do with the Samaritan, but they had a common ground in being leper, being outcast, being put off from the city that even then they would accept a Samaritan. So here these men are. The first thing we need to see is the plague. The plague, the plague, of course, is leprosy, but it is a type of sin, and it is a type of what sin does to us. And I want you to know the first thing it does is it, it defiles. It defiles our bodies. It defiled Adam in a perfect environment. In Genesis 2.17, God tells Adam regarding a tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now, that was the only command. That was the only thing that he could not do, but we all know is Eve ate it, and then she gave it to Adam, and he ate. And what do we see today? We see that Adam surely died. He did not live. Nobody here has talked to Adam. Nobody has met Eve or had dinner with him. They both 
died, they started dying a slow death. Their body started decaying as soon as the curse come upon them. And if today as you live, you have the sin curse upon you and your body is slowly decaying, it is slowly dying. But, you know, know that sin, sin in your life, it is restrictive. It'll pull you away from your family just as it separated these because it defiles others. The lepers stood afar off as they specified in Leviticus They'd have to cover their mouths and cry, unclean, unclean, as people come by. Sin separates us from friends, from family. You have a good Christian home, and children, as they get out into sin, the first thing they do, they want to quit coming home. They want to quit coming to church. They quit being into family reunions. It will put a separation. It will put a division between you and your loved ones. And, of course, it also puts a division between us and God. And as I said before, at this time, there was no known cure. There was nothing that anybody could do. These men, they could go to the doctors. They could try saves. They could do this or that. But there was nothing that could help them. There was nothing that could cure them except for Jesus Christ, except for them. And these men, as they saw Jesus, they cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And I want you to imagine the priest. The priest in Leviticus 14, it tells us, tells the priest what they needed to do when a case of leprosy come, if a case of leprosy had been cleansed. But in 1,500 years, only two were cleansed, Miriam in Numbers 12 and Naaman in 2 Kings 5 through Elisha. So these priests, they knew the chapter. They knew what they needed to do. But until now, they hadn't had to apply. They hadn't seen any lepers be cleansed. But imagine Jesus as he come, I believe he sent a steady stream of cleansed lepers to be pronounced clean. What a testimony to these priests. How could they deny that Jesus was God as all these lepers started coming in? All these men that they had diagnosed with leprosy, they started coming in and all of a sudden they had been clean. John twenty-one twenty-five says that so many other things Jesus did, even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. I believe that many more lepers were cleansed besides just the ones that we see in the Bible, besides these 10. Many, many more were cleansed by Jesus. I want you to see the prayer in verse number 13. They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I want you to notice they didn't come to Jesus as some did. They didn't come as the woman that touched the hem of his garment, or they didn't didn't come as... Zacchaeus in the in the tree that looked down, they stood afar off. They observed the law according to their diagnosis of being a leper. It reminds me of certain sinners who feel themselves unworthy to come to Jesus, unworthy to come to come to church or to come talk to the preacher to be saved. It reminds me of them, but friend, I'm telling you, you cannot get it right today. You can't fix it yourself. You've got to come to Jesus as you are. I'm glad that these men, even in the shape they were in, they could come to Jesus and he had the cure. He had the way to cure them. They weren't touched. As Luke chapter 5, Jesus touched the leper. They were not healed in the same fashion as other lepers were. He didn't touch them. He told them, to go to the priest. It took faith. Imagine these men, as they turned around, some of them may have been walking on 
nubs. Some of them may have had to recrawl. They were in various stages of decay. It took faith to turn and to go to the priest, to turn their diseased body. It didn't instantly feel better, but imagine as their throat cleared up, as their dry skin began to heal, as they walked along the road. Imagine as the feeling come back into their fingers. I believe that if they had lost any fingers or any limbs, I believe that they grew back because Jesus completely heals. Imagine this experience. But what do we see? We see only one. We see the praise. Only one turned around and come back. The Samaritan. The Samaritan realized that no earthly Jewish priest would accept him. There was no need for him to go. They wouldn't pronounce him clean because he was a Samaritan. The leprosy did not matter to the priest since he was a Samaritan. He would still be unclean. So what did he do? He turned around and he went back to the high priest, to the great high priest, Jesus Christ. We need to remember today it's not a pastor, preacher, Sunday school teacher, or anyone else's job to pronounce you clean. See, all the priests could do was pronounce them clean. They couldn't do the cleansing, but Jesus Christ, he turned back to the one that cleansed him, and Jesus Christ pronounced him clean. He said that thy faith have made thee whole. He gave him another proclamation, even more so than the others. I want you to know he had to come alone. It's something that has to happen between you and you alone. Nobody else can do it for you. He come back in himself. He come back on his own to Jesus Christ, to the great high priest. That brings us to point number four, the priest. It's important today that we choose relationship over ritual. To bow at the feet of the great high priest was a greater duty than to present oneself to an earthly priest. The Samaritan realized that and he turned back to Jesus. Relationship over ritual and worship over works. The praise was acceptable. In verse number 19, Jesus said, Thy faith have made thee whole. I'm glad for people that want to do good works. I'm glad for people that want to work in the church, that want to do things to further Christ's kingdom. But let's always remember that worship, praising God, being thankful, publicly acknowledging what Christ has done for us. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Let's remember that praising Jesus, lifting him up, glorifying him, will also do a good work. It will draw people to him. We'll see people get saved. We pray that the broadcast was a blessing to you this morning. If you don't have a home church, we'd love for you to join us at Riverside Baptist Church, 871 Riverside Drive, Asheville, North Carolina. God bless.